Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now on Food FM, you're listening to Bread and Butter with Caroline Kenyon. Caroline and her guests make sense of the world through food, from politics to farming, making and cooking. Online, on smart speakers and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. Hello, I'm Caroline Kenyon and it's my huge pleasure to welcome you to this edition of Bread and Butter. We're talking about something that probably isn't in the minds of or the awareness of lots of people who buy and eat British produce and it's farmers' mental health. So I'm delighted to welcome today um, three guests, Stephanie Barkley from the Farm Safety Foundation, which is spearheading the Mind Your Head Week, Awareness Week uh, in a fortnight, which is all about farmers and mental health. Sarah Dyke MP for Somerton and Froome and Jilly Steele from the Lincolnshire Rural Support Network. Welcome to you all. Hi. Hello. Hi. So just going to go round the uh, virtual table today. Stephanie, um, tell us a little bit um, about you, the Farm Safety Foundation, and the thinking behind Mind Your Head We. Okay, so um, I come from Donegal in Ireland. Uh, Most of my friends were farmers and fishermen equally dangerous professions. And I have been with the Farm Safety Foundation since we were established 10 years ago. Um, One of our main campaigns is obviously Mind Your Head because we were set up to look after the physical and the mental well-being of the next generation of farmers in the UK. So we're a small team. There are three full-time staff and we cover the whole of the UK. Um, And really that's what we're doing um, through things like training and through campaigns like Mind Your Head that's taking place from the 12th to the 16th of February. Well, I think it's a wonderful initiative, um, Stephanie. Have you got activities going on or is it is it uh, being run on social media and it's really just about awareness? How is the week going to pan out? Well, actually, it's uh, it takes longer than a week to prepare something like this. So we have Um, a parliamentary drop-in, which actually Sarah very kindly is facilitating for us um, to let MPs know about the issue for their constituents, to talk about language that they use, to understand the context of why they may be getting concerned constituents approaching them and how to deal with them. The campaign will be run on traditional media as well as social media, and we have the support of very well-known farmers like um, Adam Henson, like Liz and Kelvin Fletcher. And we have some surprising new stars getting involved in the campaign as well. So it will be social media, it will be in press. And the main aim of it is to raise awareness of the challenges facing the UK's farming industry and how it impacts on the mental health of those that live, basically those that whose lives and livelihoods depend on it. You said it before, years of hard outdoor labour are marked on the faces and bodies of those who dedicate their lives to farming. But talking about what's inside and opening up about their feelings, that's not something that many farmers are comfortable with. So we want to aim to break down the stigma attached to it. 
and recognize that we all have a role to play, no matter how big or how small that is. I think it's wonderful. And um, I love what you're doing. I mean, just tell us a little bit what those pressures are on farmers today and how they've increased. Well, basically, we started the campaign back in 2018, if you remember, when concerns about Brexit, policies, administration and legislation were causing increased anxiety. That sort of uncertainty can cause increased anxiety. But fast forward seven years and the campaign has grown because, let's be honest, we've had COVID, we've had the Ukrainian um, war and also the cost of living crisis. And all of those things are having an impact on the day to day running of farms and the day to day mental well-being of those that are working on them. That's really, really helpful because it helps people who maybe live very urban lives, um, Stephanie, understand more about what's going on. So um, just turning to you, Sarah, thank you so much for taking time out of what I know is a very hectic parliamentary schedule. Just, just tell us why this particular issue matters to you. I believe you come from a farming background and you represent a rural constituency. So, so do tell us a little bit about your, your thoughts and feelings on the matter. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a, a really really, really uh, important subject and I'm delighted um, to uh, be involved and to uh, support the Farms uh, Safety Foundation with the Mind uh, Your Head Week and uh, at the drop-in uh, events next week. Um, it's a real pleasure to be involved uh, and you're absolutely right. I grew up on a, on a farm, um, lived uh, all my life, in fact uh, six generations uh, a farming uh, family uh, brought up in, in the area that I represent so I'm extremely privileged to to be able to represent uh, my home. But um, for me, uh, you know, I think I can, you know, I always remember my my father um, who uh, passed away um, very recently, but he used music um, to cope with his anxiety and stress on the farm. And I always remember one of my uh, father's friends telling me that uh, they came over to stay uh, when I was very little and the cows got out and they were all running down the road and uh, um, and dad was playing the piano and they all came rushing into the farmhouse saying, Graham, 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 the, the, the cows are out, the cows are out. And my dad was just like, okay, um, I'll be there in a minute. And they, they were like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he, and he carried on playing the piano. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, and hmm. so for so for him, um, dealing with that kind of stress and anxiety on the farm, music was was his outlet. That's what he had. Um, and then um, the, recently, my my brother unfortunately had to come out of uh, dairy farming um, just three years ago. Um, uh, again, this is all, all around the kind of the tran transition. Uh, unfortunately, our um, dairyman left the farm. He went back to to Poland, and so my brother was was left not being able to recruit uh, another dairyman and was therefore milking cows very early in the morning, twice a day, plus doing all the other work around around the farm, managing the farm with very little staff. Um, and he decided that he had to stop milking cows. And, you know, that was a big, big decision for him and us as a family, having um, been, been milking cows for, for many generations. But since he's given up the farm, uh, in terms of dairy farming, he now still has uh, beef and sheep, but he's in a much better place, both physically, but also mentally. Now, so f for me, both my father and my brother found their own ways of dealing with their mental health. So for me, this is a real um, issue that I think farmers 
don't know that there are avenues where they can go and talk. And this is why, for me, it's a really, really important issue to raise awareness uh, and those avenues of support for, for people who are dealing with um, mental health issues or stress and anxiety um, in the workplace. So this is why it really, really resonates um, with me. And I have also been involved in many conversations with a very good friend of mine, uh, Sue Baker, who was the director um, of Time to Change um, when that was established back in, I think it was 2008, um, the charity that was set up with, with Mind and other charities around ending stigma and uh, mental health. And it was through a conversation that I had uh, with Sue um, and representatives from, from Mind back in November, which then kind of prompted me to consider how I could be um, an effective advocate for, for good mental health and be able to use my voice in Parliament as a, as a new MP, but also my lived experience as a, a farmer's daughter and, uh, and sister um, of a farmer um, to, to, to really advocate on behalf of, uh, of, of, uh, of farmers and the farming community. That's such a wonderful account, Sarah. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I'm really touched by the idea of your father playing the piano while the cows were escaping. It's such a <laughs> sort of beautiful and poignant and kind of semi-comic but heartbreaking image. It really is. It's it brings so it all to life. Tell me about your constituents, Sarah. Do they feel able to share their, their issues and their anxieties and fears with you? As terms of farmers, no. Um, you know, the approaches that I get in my um, inbox are mainly um, from uh, constituents with the normal kinds of problems. The number of um, conversations I have with farmers are very rare, but I do go out into the constituency and have those conversations. So it's very much that I have to go and reach out um, to farmers to have that, that conversation. Now, luckily for, for me, I've got lots of friends and, and neighbours um, who are farmers. So in my, my networks, I talk to, to lots of farmers. But And I think that to me is the is the issue that farmers don't know how to reach out and uh, should they need to be encouraged to to reach out they don't know that they can go and ask for help and certainly that's my experience with with my family and certainly I you know I go to Froome Market quite a lot which is our local agricultural market and market day is a great time um, to get out and socialize and sh share conversations with farmers you know they're, they're a busy group of people they spend a lot of time isolated out on farm they're working from early in the morning until late at, at, at night so they don't think about having those conversations and the last thing they're going to do frankly is uh, uh, sit down at their computers after a, a long long day out on the farm and sit and write a note to their MP um, so it's it very much um, for me to go out and have those um, conversations with with farmers and keeping farmers linked up with each other and talking to each other that's very illustrative, Sarah, but it was also reminds me because I live in Lincolnshire, which is very arable based that, you know, that farmers don't have that opportunity to go to the, the livestock market. And I'm thinking of a friend of mine whose father farmed a thousand acres and she grew up and there were 40 men working on the farm. Now it's her brother and one man. So it shows you the social isolation, especially if you're an arable farmer. So I'm just going to turn now to Jilly Steele. Thank you so much, Jilly. I know that you are very hands-on working with the Lincolnshire Rural Support Network. Tell us a little bit about the scope of your work and, and perhaps, you know, if you're able to share some of the stories of the people that you've been able to help. 
Yes, thanks ever so much for inviting me along today. Um, Lincolnshire Rural Support has been going for 25 years now, um, covering the whole of Greater Lincolnshire, so sort of right up to the Humber, down to the Wash and across, so it's a, a huge county, um, but, but quite a small community of farmers now, as you mentioned. We are um, low on our workforce um, and our farmers are struggling. Um, originally set up, during foot and mouth really there that's when there was big identified need for our farming community that there was so much going on um and as people have said farmers don't often come forward to talk about how they're feeling um, and there's always a combination of what's going on within our farming families it's never just one problem because people live and work together um, all those problems tend to, to boil up and, until people get to boiling point and, and those stresses and strains can be seen um, quite evidently so at LRSN we try to help support people earlier on uh, during that stressful journey that they might be going on and we will help support in, in all kinds of matters, really, whether that be from um, financial support, looking at, at books um, and, and helping with diversification, which is a big thing at the moment. Um, since leaving Europe, there's been a, a lot of options that people have had to take to, uh, to keep their farm sustainable. Or, or leaf farming completely, which is happening. There's a lot of people exiting now, uh, which doesn't help our, our food chain nationally with those uh, lack of, of UK farmers. We look at emotional stresses, family stresses, uh, physical health stresses, because that's quite important as well. Uh, we have some physical health care nurses that, that work for us and, and we do some um, health care checks out and about. We've got a mobile health screening unit. Um, and I'm a mental health nurse by background, but I'm from a farming community. My parents had a small holding. I grew up within the community and know how difficult it is to engage. So um, we all come from uh, a rural or agricultural background in LRSN we're all part of that community already um, and we've got a wonderful band of volunteers who give up time for us to go in and um, walk side by side really with those farmers to help them uh, look at what's causing those stresses and strains and affecting their mental health um, to, to find the right path for them uh, so basically you name it we deal we deal with it <laughs> It's, I think your work is wonderful. And in fact, um, Judy, who's one of your colleagues, told me a lovely story uh, at Christmas about how she was, I think she was, was it on market day or maybe that she saw an elderly farmer walking along and she said, good morning. And he said, good morning. And she looked at him and she said, are you okay? And he just poured out his heart to her about all his debt problems and how anxious he was. And he thought the bank was going to foreclose on him. And she was able to direct him to one of her colleagues who then literally turned everything around for him because they were able to intercede with the bank and probably saved his life. I'm sure you have many stories like that, don't you? We do, and, and I think this is often people's misconception of farming is, you know, you always hear it, you never see a poor farmer, um, which we all know from, from being in that background, that is is not the case whatsoever. Um, underneath, there's so much going on. Um, and, you know, farmers have got one of the highest suicide rates nationally. Um, 
because of that isolation, uh, the the multitude and complex needs of what's going on for them in their family and their business. Um, and, and if we can get in there and, and just help unpick some of what's going on for them, it gives them some hope um, that things can continue and they can carry on doing what they want to do or leave what, what they have been doing. Because that, you know, often can people will see that as a failure, but it, but it has been an option for a lot of people over the years recently. Our statistics... Um, are showing that, that that need for mental health and emotional input is is growing in the last four years and um, our statistics are showing we are 190 percent busier for people who are coming to us with stress and mental health issues 190 um, percent yes yeah that's horrific that I suggest is just the tip of the iceberg because those are the people who we are actually managing to engage with and are telling us what's going on for them um there's still many more out there who who are mm just heads down carry on stiff british upper lip um struggling which is what we're trying to do is break down those those uh, stigmas and those boundaries for people to to come forward and and ask for some support it's so difficult i'm so this is a bit of a political sir, uh question and really one for sarah but you know just hearing about the increase in demand for um the services of the lincolnshire rural support network you know gone up for by 190 percent sarah just wondering you know when you saw the 15p vegetable offers at Christmas, I must say my immediate thought was, oh, poor British farmers, while also recognising, of course, that it was, you know, it was a boon for people who are really struggling with the cost of living crisis. So I just wonder what you make of things like that, that kind of tension. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I uh, participated in, in a debate recently in uh, in Westminster Hall um, around fairness um, for farmers and um, you know, there's a significant amount of people who would pay uh, a little bit more for their for their food if farmers got a fair deal, and I think this is what what we have to to look at. You know, there's there's farmers um, that are being um, I think simply exploited by by supermarkets um, who have you know in very difficult contracts, having contracts pulled away from them. You know, we often see those uh, those bog off offers in the supermarkets, don't they? They buy buy one get one free offers and that's usually because the, the, the farmers have been um, having to take a different deal that was laid out to them on, on the table and I was recently talking to uh, Guy Singh Watson um, before the um, debate who said you know that's one of the key reasons why he came out of uh, supplying the supermarkets because of the pressure that they put on him and he, he felt that there was, there was a, a different way um, of doing business so for me I want to see better fairness in the supply chain um, for farmers um, so they have better contracts that they can rely on and so that they can plan for the future because as we all know um, farming is um, is is long term you can't just um, put you know acres of lettuces in the ground in in the spring and then suddenly change direction when you're due to harvest them um, a few months later it doesn't work like that so um, and particularly if you're raising raising animals producing beef or whatever it is that takes years to um, get that right so farmers need to have better confidence because if they don't have that confidence in the market we're going to see more and more of them um, coming out of farming uh, and that is a travesty both for food security um, in the UK but also um, in terms of protecting our precious environment environment because as we all know um, our farmers are the custodians of that and work hard both to, to supply us with good nutritious 
uh, seasonal food, um, but also they do an amazing job in protecting our environment. Wonderful. Do you know that is a fantastic and rousing note on which to end our conversation. Thank you all so much. You've given a really wonderful and, and special window into a world that most people know so little about. We're going to share links to um, Mind Your Head Week and to the Farm Safety Foundation and the Lincolnshire Rural Support Network so that listeners can find out more. Thank you all so much. Really appreciate your sharing your knowledge and wisdom today and for all that you do for this really vital area. Thank you all. Thanks, Thank Caroline. you. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you. You're listening to Bread and Butter with Caroline Kenyon. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com.